Today's podcast episode is brought to you by the Be The Love Visualization. If you have ever wondered how you can amplify your energy and raise your vibration, the secret resides in the power of visualization. So when you go to BeTheLoveVisualization.com and download this free visualization gift, you're going to notice that synchronicities accelerate and you will be boosting the results you see on your manifestation journey. Simply go to BeTheLoveVisualization.com for more information. And I can't wait to see what manifests for you. Welcome to the Manifest Podcast. My name is Sarah Prout. I'm a best-selling author, creative entrepreneur, and manifestation expert. Over the last decade, I've inspired millions upon millions of people all over the world on topics such as emotional empowerment, intuitive wisdom, and heart-based healing. Each week, I'm going to be delivering you a brand new dose of inspiration to help you to attract and manifest anything and everything that your heart desires. So are you ready to manifest the life of your dreams? Let's get started. Hello there and welcome back to another episode of the Manifest Podcast. As always, it's great to be here with you. And if you've listened in to a few episodes by now, you know that I speak from my heart and I usually get behind the microphone to record when I feel inspired to do so. But today's episode is one that I have been putting off for a while and it's one that I believe could possibly be one of the most difficult to record. So I'm aware of that in my trepidation. I can feel a little bit of shakiness in my voice right now. So today's theme is a little bit trigger worthy and it could potentially create space for judgment. So as I share this with you, my intention here is to think of me as your friend. Think of me as a really dear friend that you respect and you admire because my work here is to be as vulnerable as possible to create a path for healing, a path for compassion. And so what I'm sharing with you isn't an easy thing to share. It's actually incredibly difficult. However, there is some distance between me and the thing that happened, the shame that I'm going to be talking about today. And so as you would have seen from the title of today's episode, it is how to unmanifest shame. How do you unmanifest something, first and foremost? How do you reverse engineer what the universe has constructed emotionally for you? So this requires deep levels of commitment to working on shadow parts of yourself, on the disowned parts of your heart, your mind, your body, and fully embracing the mess, right? Because you're, it's often said that your message is in the mess, right? And so when you're willing to step forward and be vulnerable and share from a space of authenticity, some magic can happen. And this is what I have seen happen uh, with writing my latest book called Be the Love, Seven Ways to Unlock Your Heart and Manifest Happiness. And I dive into some incredibly personal details. And I, I can't tell you how difficult it was to record the audiobook because it's a different 
format, right? When you write, it's just the words on the page and then you just trust that the person will read those words and absorb them into their heart and it's done its work. But getting behind the microphone and being in the recording studio for three full days to hear my story out loud and to put emotion and uh, intonation behind it, it was really difficult. So today, the unmanifesting portion of shame. So (laughs) for those of you that may not know, I had a video go viral. It was produced by a company called Goalcast and it has been viewed over 70 million times. Now this is more than the population of Hong Kong, Sweden and Australia combined. Now this was recorded a few years ago and this was really the catalyst for why I wrote Be The Love. But what I didn't realize is that there was a whole bunch of healing that still needed to take place after the book, uh, after the the Goldcast video was released. And that's why I wanted to really tell the story to serve all of the thousands upon thousands of questions coming in my direction, ranging from, hey, Sarah, how do I start my self-love journey? Hey, Sarah, how do I get rid of the shame of the past? Hey, Sarah, how do I leave a toxic relationship? So the Goldcast video outlines very, very vaguely my story of survival from 10 years of domestic violence. But what it doesn't say is some of the more personal details, which I go into into the book. Now, you can go and pre-order by going to sarahprout.com slash be the love, and I will give you completely free a Be the Love meditation album valued at $111. So, separate from what I'm talking about today. But today, this is from chapter three, which is called Outside of Your Comfort Zone. And it speaks specifically to the shame that manifested after I had an affair. Now, I know I've spoken about it very briefly on interviews and on this podcast, but I've never really dived into the mechanisms and the energetics that unfold and manifest when you do something that goes so, so against your moral compass. And for me, I never, never in a million years, even during the very difficult times of violence and toxicity within my first marriage, I never thought that I would have an affair. Absolutely never. It's not something that I would do. I know that it creates a lot of pain. And for who I am, I believe that I'm loyal. And there's that phrase where people say, once a cheater, always a cheater. And I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, I swear on my children's lives, that will never happen again because of all of the inner healing work that had to happen as a result of crossing my the, the boundaries of my moral compass. So in Be the Love, I want to read you a small passage today to express how shame manifests and then what to do about it. Okay, here we go. The catalyst and the coward. My husband took the afternoon off work to look after the children so I could go door to door visiting various bookstores to see if they would be willing to stock my self-published book. Since my ebook did so well, I gave self-publishing a try. Hey there, darling, just checking in. I've already had three bookstores show interest, which is great. I want to stay out a few more hours to see if I can get some wholesale orders. Is that okay with you? I lied, and I sounded convincing. There was a tremor of excitement in my voice from the nervousness of not telling the truth. 
An hour later, I was feeling smooth sheets against my bare skin in Howard's bed. I went there. I breached every code of my moral compass, and I found myself having sex with a man that was not my husband. I felt great at the time. I was fully present, grounded in my body, witnessing the powerful impact of newness. And then, when I returned home, the dark shadow of shame hung over my head like a cloud that wouldn't go away. Everywhere I went, there was the shame, and it didn't leave me for many years later. I felt like a coward. So for me, going through 10 years of domestic violence, and as you will read in the book, it was mutual violence. I had violence, disowned violence within myself that was transmuting into different relationships that I had and even into the relationship that I've had with my current husband, my soulmate husband, Sean, Sean Patrick Simpson. I can't even say his name right now because I feel, feel shaky sharing this, but it's important that I do because I'm having to prepare myself to speak about these topics in interview formats. This book will be on the shelves of all major book retailers around the world. And I still have work to do around it because I do feel like there's a little bit of embarrassment that I did this as a way to exit my marriage. Now, I remember my mother saying that you can't, you cannot leave one man for another. And she was right. So this unmanifesting notion of how do you heal? How do you forgive yourself? How do you offer yourself compassion when you've made such a big mistake? Now, for me, as I go into very deep detail in the book, it's not so much about about uh, changing and transmuting the energy to just make peace with what is. There are layers, very subtle layers of the intention and the motivation of why you cross that boundary in the first place. Now, for me, as I mentioned, I mean, that segment in the book is called The Catalyst and the Coward. For me, I did such a foolish thing and I connected with a guy who showed me attention in a way that I felt like I was starved of that attention because I didn't have a healthy, normal, balanced relationship. Now, people have affairs for all sorts of different reasons, right? And some people are okay with it and they can move through that within their marriage. But for me and my marriage to my first husband, there was always so much irreparable damage. I mean, for instance, the the physical violence, the verbal violence, the financial control, uh, my violence towards my husband in terms of being aggressive or angry, and then even doing the most hurtful thing by having an affair. Now, this was the way that my powerlessness was manifesting. And I, I never consciously did this to hurt my first husband. I didn't do it consciously to hurt the guy that I had the affair with. I was in so much pain that I didn't really know what I was doing. I just knew that the pain was bad enough that I had to create change. And I did it in the most dysfunctional way possible. And so what I love to tell people that come to me all the time, and believe it or not, I get so many messages, probably thousands of messages a year from women saying, hey, I'm in a really bad relationship and I've got feelings for somebody else, what should I do? And I will tell you, if this is you, without a shadow of a doubt, the same thing that my mother said me, you cannot leave one person for another. And it doesn't have to be all dramatic. You don't have to 
dismantle your relationship by pressing that self-destruct button and activating all of the threads of drama. It doesn't have to be that way. You can consciously uncouple with somebody where you're not creating pain. And of course, it is very painful to end a relationship. There's so many memories and feelings of love and confusing identity pieces as well. So when somebody does have an affair, like I did, it creates shame. Now that shame manifested in so many different ways where I was uh, picking my fingernails and my eating disorder was triggered again and I couldn't take care of myself because I didn't feel worthy. Now, when I talk about the Be the Love philosophy in my latest book, it's called the Be the Love philosophy and that is a three-step process to feel, heal, and reveal. Now, I have utilized this and you'll see this when you read the book throughout so many uncomfortable and confronting situations. Now, the shame and the way to unmanifest the shame that I had was to fully engage in the be the love philosophy to feel, heal, and reveal. So for me, I allowed myself to feel the shame, to feel like I was broken, to feel like I was unworthy. I allowed myself to just become a mess, (laughs) curled up in a little ball on the floor, just everything. And I mean, everything felt like it was wrong in my life. And this happened probably a few years ago now because this shame can manifest and stick around on a cellular level. And so the healing part, when you feel, you allow yourself to heal, you create that path to be gentle, to show yourself compassion, to bring yourself that sense of forgiveness. And then a new pathway is revealed for you where it becomes like ancient history and you can put it behind you and learn not to do that ever again. I, um, I, I often liken it to putting your hand in a fire or on a hot plate. Once you do that once, you're likely not going to want to do that again. I remember when my son was very little, and I write about this in the book, that I was ironing, uh, I think, I don't know what I would, maybe sheets or pillowcases. And I said, Thomas, don't put your hand on the iron. And I turned my back. And the next thing I knew, he touched the iron and burned his finger. Now, that was the first and the last time he did that. And so for me, and the shame component, that feeling of being out of integrity was the worst feeling in the world for me. Now, with my affair, I <laughs> this is the, these details, I mean, all of the details are in the book and I go into graphic detail of how many times I slept with this guy, how I explained and confessed to my husband and then what happened next. So if you are curious, go ahead and pre-order a copy, order yourself a copy of Be The Love by going to sarahprout.com slash be the love and you will take a very intimate look into the world of how I have messed up in my life and the things that I have done to rise above that pain and transmute it into power. So I often think like back in 2009 when this happened, <laughs> I often think when I was feeling so ashamed of myself and feeling sick to the pit of my stomach of, oh my gosh, how could I do this to myself, to my family, even to my ex-husband? How could I do this? I often think, (laughs) isn't it funny how 13 years later I can get behind a microphone and talk about this publicly to thousands upon thousands of people who listen to this show or that I can write it in a book 
that's going to be viewed by people or read by people all around the world. I had no idea. This is where you don't know until time creates the spaciousness for the big picture to be revealed. Now, this with this awareness, it doesn't give you, you know, like a get out of jail free card to go and <laughs> press the self-destruct button and create Uh, create misfortune and pain in your life, especially if it hurts and impacts other people's lives. But it does give you a sense of freedom to know that time does heal all wounds, or at least most wounds, that you can forgive yourself, but you never really forget. It is really like riding a bike. Um, (laughs) It's funny because my dad's visiting me right now. He's from Australia And I haven't seen him in two years because of the pandemic and all of the crazy lockdowns in Australia. And he's 75 years old and I have a bike. And I said to my dad, why don't you ride my bike, dad? And he's like, oh, I can't do that. I'm 75 years old. And I said, nonsense. And I went inside. And sure enough, when my back was turned, dad went and rode my bike around the block. And it's true. He he probably hasn't been on a bike for over 30 years. It's true. You never forget. And that's when the, the forgetting part is because when something truly engages itself and acts as cellular memory in every fiber of your being, you remember what it's like. You can remember that avenue that you go down. I remember what it's like to give birth. I remember uh, what it's like to um, you know, eat a really delicious meal. We have this faculty to remember when we experience pain or pleasure. Now, some people get those wires a little bit mixed up and just remember that the goal of life is not to get everything right and perfect. You will mess up. You are a human being. Sometimes the greatest amount of inner work and personal development happens when we do make mistakes, but then the real magic is unfolded when we can take personal responsibility, when we can take accountability for the ways in which we have compromised our integrity, right? And so I'm a big believer in not hurting other people. Always be aware of the actions that you're taking because you don't want to hurt somebody else. There's already enough dysfunction and unpleasantness and violence in the world to, you know, hurl your judgment on others or place unfair expectations on others we got to remember to play in our own lanes. This is the be the love philosophy. Feel, heal, and reveal. Remember that the feeling component is that you are responsible for your emotions and your feelings. The healing part, you are responsible for your healing, for the path forward. No one's coming to rescue you. This is your chance to create clarity and connection and ways in which you can seek more joy and abundance and love in your life and then reveal. When you do the the first two steps, feel to heal, then the universe reveals that beautiful path forward for you in whatever way and uh, mechanism that works for you. And so with me unmanifesting my shame, it was a very, very slow process. It was almost like a snail traveling from Florida to Las Vegas, (laughs) Uh, for me it was all of the tiny subtlest energetic skerricks of um, awareness of where I was holding myself back where I was keeping myself small because I didn't feel fully worthy now with Be The Love that was just one piece (laughs) of seven chapters 
that talk about the way that I've handed my power over to other people in my life. Now, this is also, (laughs) that was a very cathartic and yet arduous journey to write about. And what I realized is that I wrote Be the Love to heal myself. And I hope that you reading Be the Love will help you to heal on your journey, that you might see and recognize some of the the self-sabotaging patterns that I had and that I'm still working through, and that we can remember our humanity when we can be the love we wish to feel, we can change the world. Anyway, that is it for me for today. Thank you so much for being here with me. I can't believe I just spoke about that. I'll be talking about a few more things over the upcoming weeks on how to unlock these layers of worthiness and all of the reasons why you are worthy. So today I'll leave you with one final affirmation that I'd like for you to repeat after me. I am worthy. I am worthy. Okay, lots of love and until next time, happy manifesting.